Hello guys, I'm so very excited to be making this episode today. It's something that I'm really passionate about, like it's one of those things that I would love to talk to a bunch of different people about and that I kind of see a lot of misinformation and hurt going on when it comes to this topic and it's one of the passionate, one of the things I'm really passionate about speaking about and have quite the amount of experiences in, so it excites me to be able to talk about this on this podcast today. I also wanted to mention that the format of this podcast is going to be different from the previous ones. Or when I was listening back to the other podcasts that I've recorded in the past couple of weeks, a lot of them were kind of Bible study style in the sense where like I kind of had a bunch of notes and I was just walking you guys through it and walking you guys through the different Bible passages. And I think that's great and very helpful in a lot of situations. But I think for this specific topic and maybe even the podcast to come, I'm going to work more on making it more conversational-like because I've seen that that's what I like editing more. And I've noticed that's also what you guys as listeners enjoy as well. So it's a win-win, you feel me? Today, we're definitely going the conversational route with this. But of course, there will be Bible scriptures. There will be truth spoken. But of course, also in love and with a compassionate heart because this is something that needs to be talked about another thing that i wanted to mention at first is that i also have like quite the amount of experiences in this area and so i'm saying this to say that if you stick through this podcast all the way until the end then you will get to hear some of the stories of things that i went through and hopefully it'll be able to help you encourage you or just if anything, help you see that I'm not talking about this topic from a soapbox or ever in a place of aloofness or haughty or thinking that I'm higher than anyone else. Because even if I hadn't been through this, that's never my place. That's not who I'm called to be. And to ever look at someone else's lifestyle and look down upon them is making me forget the fact that the only reason that I'm righteous, the only reason that I'm able to have the strength to sit here and tell my stories and be able to say that there are things that I've overcome is not by my power, not by my might, but literally because of the Holy Spirit within me that I received through believing in Jesus Christ. And so I don't want anyone to ever think that this is from a place of judgment or a place of me in any way, shape or form thinking I'm better than anyone because it's n- never been like that. And hopefully you don't get that. But yeah, so let's get into this. Woo! So the first thing, I kind of have points, but they're not like as in-depth points as I've had with previous podcasts. But the first point that I really wanted to emphasize and speak to you guys about today is that when it comes to homosexuality, especially in today's culture, I've seen that it's become more of an identity thing. It's like something that people put in their bios. It's something that people, when they introduce themselves, they're like, I'm gay, I'm this, I'm that. And... Thus, it takes it away from being just something that they practice or that they engage in, but it becomes who they are, which I think is why often when anyone with a Christian background or anyone who is Christian explains homosexuality and says, like, this is what the Bible says about it, people get offended because it's like you're offending their person. You're making them seem like they are wrong, like, and no one wants to hear that they as an entire person are wrong. And so I think that that's the first thing that I wanted to mention is that it makes sense why it's such a controversial thing because it's been turned into something that's your identity and your identity isn't in who you like your identity is beyond that you're created being we are all sinful beings like a lot of the times a lot of people there's a lot of people who say that they're quote-unquote born gay and that they've had these instincts since they were young and things like that 
And if you look at the Bible, that's very much possible because the Bible says that we are born in sin, shaped in iniquity, which means that all of us came straight out of the womb with plenty of faults, completely already ready to miss the standard of God because that is what sin is. It's missing the standard of God. It's missing the mark. And so that's very possible. I mean, you look at kids and there's lots of kids that lie. There's lots of kids that are deceitful and do other things that are deemed sinful, but it's not held as something that's for one unchangeable about them. And two, it's not held as their identity. Like kids don't introduce themselves like, hi, I'm Timmy and I'm a liar or things like that. And again, hopefully this is not coming off as offensive, but just when it comes to the realm of sin in the Bible, homosexuality is included underneath that. And if I need to state verses, I will state verses because this is important. But, but before you leave, it's not, that's not the sole purpose of this podcast. The first thing that I will ever, ever want to present to you is the gospel. Because whether you were born gay or you just choose to live this lifestyle or something like that, you becoming straight should never be the pursuit of any Christian. The pursuit should always be for you to experience the love and kindness of Jesus Christ and allow him into your life to do a transformative work that will absolutely complete you and fill any and every hole that you have tried to fill with, whether it be from sexual activities or drugs or even just people pleasing, just this hole that you've felt your whole life, this desire for love that you have felt your whole life and searched every person for, your parents, whether it was a broken home or a great home, but you still felt like something was missing and you searched for it in guys and you searched for it in girls and you're searching everywhere for this fill, for this hole of love in your heart. I can genuinely state to you that it is found in Jesus. And it sounds like, oh, she's trying to preach this thing to me. But let me explain homosexuality in the context of the gospel. Okay? So when it comes to the gospel, when I'm explaining it to people, I always like to start from Adam and Eve because that's what that's one of the stories that a lot of people are familiar with. And two, it's like at the beginning of the Bible. So it's like, it feels like I'm walking you through the Bible in a sense, but it's a way speedier process than it would actually be. In the Bible, it states at the beginning of the Bible that there was Adam and Eve and Adam and Eve walked and talked with God and they were able to be in a relationship with God because God created us as human beings in his likeness and we are his prized possession. He wants to walk and talk with us and have a relationship with us. But he also gave us free will to do whatever we please because it truly wouldn't be love if there was no choice. And so we are given the choice to love God and we are given the choice to obey God so that it's an actual relationship and not us just being robots for him per se. And so when Adam and Eve were in the garden walking and talking with God, God was like, don't eat from that tree. You will surely die. Don't eat from that tree as well. And so God's going about his business and Eve gets deceived by the serpent and the serpent, aka the devil, is still deceiving to this day. I think this is a side note, but I think a lot of people forget that in the Bible, continuously throughout the entire Bible, it says that Satan is the ruler of this world. So I urge every believer and honestly any person who has the will to be skeptical that whatever this world pushes 100% So this is good. This is great. This is what you need in your life. Question it because the ruler of this world is Satan. And that's literally biblically true. A lot of people get confused about the ways the world is and get confused about who they can trust and all this other stuff. But if you look at it through that lens and then there's some other critical things that the world can be looked at through, you will see that there's just a lot of deceit going on. Like the devil is the father of all lies 
And he lied from the beginning to get humans away from God. And he's been lying since then to keep humans away from God. And so that's just a side note, but it's a very important note because a lot of people forget that and get real comfortable in this world and forget that we're called to be in the world, but not of it, that we're called to be transformed by the renewal of our mind, which means through reading the word and allowing God to help us to know his will so we can be living that out on this earth. But that's not what we're focusing on right now, but very important points. Continuing on, Adam and Eve were walking and talking with God. They had a relationship with God and they were also given free will and that enables them to be able to choose to love and obey God. Eve gets deceived by the serpent in the garden and she thus eats the fruit that God specifically told them not to eat because what did he say? He said, if you eat this fruit, you will surely die. She's like, I want to have wisdom. I want to know the knowledge of good and evil. And she takes it. And then they are led to death. And I think a lot of people, if you really read through this part critically, think, hmm, like, but they didn't die though. Like humans are still alive. And the truth in that is the fact that innately when we're born, before we receive Jesus Christ, we are spiritually dead. Innately, spiritually dead, just kind of in a sense, we become slaves to sin, slave to our sinful nature, which desires to do things that are sinful. What is sin? Missing the mark of God. And so innately we are destined because of the fact that adam and eve ate the fruit and they ate that out of their own free will god did not design for that that to happen but in order for him to get the love that he desires and the worship that he desires they had to choose to do that thus he gave them free will and so since they which would be past 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 previous versions of us chose to disobey god they had to be cast out of the garden cast out of eden cast out of the place that they had with god where they had a relationship with god where they were walking and talking with god and into the world basically with satan because satan was the ruler of this world and is still the ruler of this world and so when they ate that fruit they spiritually died and since then human beings innately born have been slaves to their sins that's why it's so hard to overcome things that you don't like doing or that leave you feeling horrible like watching porn or something like that you know it hurts you but at the same time there's a part of you that kind of gets gratified but of course you have to keep going back to keep that little high and that's similar with drugs it's similar with so many other things because i think that we always think of the big like drugs sex all this other stuff but even with gossiping gluttony like overeating trying to fulfill these places these holes this lack that you're feeling that can only be filled by god because we were made to connect and be in a relationship and worship our creator and so i'm still telling the gospel hopefully you're following along i don't really know what, what kind of audience is going to tune into this that's why i'm kind of going from like explaining this to a christian and explaining this to a non-christian so whew. anyways after adam and eve are cast out of the garden god is left to just watch his creation dwell upon the earth having to get food from the dirt and toil all their lives and god even after they had messed up had already begun devising a plan for a savior to come that would enable them to again be able to have a relationship with god because that is what god wants with you so then adam and eve were cast out of the garden correct and they spiritually died because god said that when they ate that fruit they would die and not only did humans begin to then after that apparently die but they also became spiritually dead, enslaved to their sin, born in sin, shaped in iniquity. But God still loves us. God's love for us is hard to comprehend. 
And even you, if you're a homosexual person listening to this or in any type of sin, you're not even Christian, you just want to see what I'm going to say about this. God still deeply loves you. It's not a matter of becoming Christian. It's not a matter of cleaning yourself up. It's not a matter of anything simply, but the fact that God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it and there's nothing you did to deserve it and there's nothing you can do to get rid of it, evidentially. So please accept it. God devised this plan to have a savior come into the world and die for us so that we can have a relationship with him again. Now you may ask, why must there be someone to die for me? Because God is holy. God is holy. So throughout the Old Testament, in order for the Israelites, who were God's people, to be atoned for their sins, an innocent lamb had to be slaughtered by this high priest continuously. And the New Testament even talks about how like it truly wasn't fully cleansing their sins since they had to continuously do it, but truly just showing them that they are sinful people and exposing their sins to them. And so God sees this and throughout all the Old Testament, he's telling his prophets like there's going to be a savior. There's going to be someone that will atone these sins. Finally, there's going to be someone that is the Messiah, the savior, Jesus Christ. And so New Testament comes around and Jesus is born. There's so many more details in the Bible than this, but I'm just trying to simply explain to you the gospel and why this is the most important information you'll hear in your life if you choose to believe it. I mean, regardless if you choose to believe it, it is the most important information. Yeah, so then Jesus comes into the world and he lives a sinless life because as we stated in the Old Testament, all the lambs that were sacrificed, all the animals that had to be sacrificed were spotless and clean and so in order for there to be a pure sacrifice that is worthy to a very holy god the sacrifice had to be spotless and clean and innocent so jesus comes into the world jesus is the word in flesh he's also the son of god a part of god and through that sacrifice of the spotless innocent human but also god that was sacrificed for us we were able again to have a relationship with God. And Jesus was the only one that could do that because as I stated at the beginning of this podcast and as I have continuously stated, we innately are sinful. Out the womb, we are born in sin, shaped in iniquity. There was no way that any human being without the power of God within them would ever be able to live a sinless life. And God knew that, but he loved us too much to leave us there. So he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins and set us free and i'll get to what that freedom means but firstly i want to talk about that relationship that we got through jesus dying on the cross so when jesus had finally died on the cross we read in the bible that the curtain was split and the curtain that was split was between like the most holy place in the temple and like kind of the commons place and this was kind of representative of the fact that through jesus dying we now again were able to have a close an intimate relationship with God that we didn't have to go through a high priest or any other person to get to. But through the name of Jesus, we can now reach God and we could now reach God because of Jesus' sacrifice. And he was our gateway to God. He was our bridge to God. And he still is and will forever be. Through that, we get this relationship with God, which we were all innately designed for. We were all innately designed to worship God. And I think at face value, that sounds like, eh, I don't want to sing, I don't want to worship, all this other stuff. But trust me, it is the most fulfilling thing you will ever experience in your life. I can assure you of that. At face value, it does not sound like that. And maybe you've been in churches and things like that, and you think that this is the only way to worship. But even in the concept of just doing what God has blessed you to be really good at for the glory of God, it's so fulfilling and I really want you guys to experience that I also wanted to talk about what that freedom is that Jesus Christ has died to give us and that freedom is the freedom from being slaves 
to sin. And I know you've probably been around Christians and been like, I mean, they say they're Christian and they still be doing this, this, that, and the third, all that stuff like that. And I think for one, it's a matter of accepting that freedom and two, allowing God to transform you by reading his word and showing up every day and and spending time with him and praying continuously. And that's, again, bigger topics, but very important topic because I've seen in my own personal life that God has stripped away every sin that I have honestly surrendered to him but with me it came in a sense of me surrendering my entire life to him which meant that everything that was unlike him everything that made me unsuitable for higher work he had to strip away and he did and it's so fulfilling and you think you need these things especially with the context of this episode you think you need these things but i can assure you that there's a much fulfilling thing that you actually need and that you don't need what you think you need i'm generally able to talk with god to feel the holy spirit's leadings to know what god like wants me to be doing in certain areas of my life and that absolutely astounds me to see god's hand in my life And to be able to do that without having to go to some priest or some high person, but because of the name of Jesus, because of Jesus, through his name, I can connect with the creator of this entire universe. That is amazing. Another thing that Jesus Christ gave us when he died was freedom, as I touched on. And that freedom that he's given us is freedom from sin. And we, as human beings, once we accept Jesus Christ, go through this process of becoming more holy and evidentially like Christ who becomes our older brother in a sense and the firstborn son of God and we you and I as podcast listeners once you accept Jesus Christ have become daughters and sons of God but another thing that I always love to explain when it comes to sharing the gospel is that God is really what you're looking for it seems like it doesn't make sense people have made religion into this very mundane and annoying and looking very empty type thing you go to church you go to catholic church every sunday come home your parents are still the same everyone's still the same it was just to dress up and show up and act like you got your life together you go to all these other different religious places you do all these ceremonies sing all these hymns these songs uh, dead and there's even a a translation of the bible where jesus is talking and he's like he's basically like Are you weary and burnt out on old religion or burnt out on religion? Like, come to me and I will give you rest. Like, having a relationship with Jesus Christ is not a religion. And you've probably seen that somewhere before. But I'm telling you, it's the truth. And that that hole that you are trying to fill with so many other things cannot be filled by nothing but a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let me give you an example. So since we are innately born with sin and our parents are as well, we have a lot of trauma Growing up, we have a lot of problems that we try and fix on our own, but we cannot because how can broken fix broken, you know? And so we then trying to try to soften up the pain and the trauma by looking for things that give us a sense of high. I once read this article that was relating how teenagers and honestly human beings in general are constantly searching for this high. And this high comes in many different ways. And whether it be from the high of drugs, whether it be from the high of sexual activity, whether it be from the high of drinking and just feeling like you're outside of yourself, feeling this spiritual experience almost that just gives you a a concept and a sense that there's something more than what you see. And we as human beings search for that because we are innately made for a relationship that continuously showcases us that 
and gives us that feeling. Throughout our entire lives, we're, we're looking for these things to fill this hole. And it goes beyond the drugs and alcohol. It goes to even just wanting to please people and wanting to have enough money to be able to get all these things that you think will give you this happiness. But we know the happiness is fleeting. But with Christ, there is joy. And you have this hope and you have this ability to know that no matter what you experience on this earth, there is a greater and higher place a greater and higher calling that is awaiting you that is far longer of a time that you will be spending there and a far greater experience so everything just becomes minuscule and your one purpose becomes to just help others find and know him because you become completely complete in that and and with that there is an invitation there is an invitation for you to see that your life is not just a another life in this big big galaxy of maybe even more creations no 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 you were intentionally made there was no mistake made in you every part of you was intimately drawn out and created and god wants you god loves you as you are like as you are right now like at this current moment god loves you he sent his son to, to die for the world and you were included in that but again he loves you too much to leave you there and the thing that you're searching for in this world, the thing that is the most fulfilling is found in Jesus. I could say that so much. I could stand on a street corner and say this. That is how passionate I'm about this. When you lay everything down for the one who already laid down one of his most prized possessions for us, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And he has so much better in store for you. And you'll find that it is divinely more fulfilling to live for a cause greater than yourself than to live for yourself and then destine yourself for death when there's someone who already took that toll for you. And so that is the gospel, or at least that's what I can remember. That's what the Spirit's leading me to say right now. And the next part of this podcast is going to be me talking about why it is not very much so possible for you to be both Christian and be practicing, emphasis on practicing, emphasis on practicing homosexuality. So I have some verses on my phone because I think it would be a disservice to go through this entire podcast and not mention Bible verses because who am I? First, we're going to start with Romans chapter 1, verse 26 through 28, which is in the NLT version. And it states, That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the woman turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men, and as a result of their sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Okay, this is going to start to get very convicting, but if you stay till the end, as I said at the beginning, I will tell you about how I actually had to walk through this, and I'm not just sitting on a soapbox, so please continue to listen. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9-10 through 10 in the NLT version also states, don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols or who commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves or greedy people or drunkards or are abusive or cheat people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. And so as we see plainly stated here, some people say that being homosexual is not stated in the Bible, even though sexual immorality stated a bunch of times throughout the Bible. And that first scripture that I read, Romans chapter one, verses 26 through 28, clearly states that in God's sight and God's created the world. So he knows absolutely what's best and he knows what is good. And his standard of good and the standard of his love is far greater than this world's and not the same as this world's. And one of those reasons is because the ruler of this world is Satan. 
And another one of those reasons is because his ways are so much very higher than our ways and his thoughts are so much very higher than our thoughts. And so with that being said, to be Christian and to say that you are continuously practicing homosexuality, whether openly or privately, that doesn't matter because God sees it all. The gospels repent and turn to God. Repenting is turning away from your sin and coming to God. And though we in our own selves cannot make ourselves sinless, it's a constant continuation of waking up every day, picking up your cross and allowing God to transform you. But to willingly practice sin is not what God desires for you. That's not what the power of the Holy Spirit is in you to do. The power of the Holy Spirit is in you to help you to overcome the temptations and overcome the sin that is in this world that is constantly begging to entice you. And so there's another verse in Galatians 5, which talks about those who practice these things and then goes into sexual immorality and things like that will not inherit the kingdom of God. These are the fruits of the flesh. And the flesh innately wants you to do these things. That's why I say again, like you can be born with these desires, but that still doesn't change what the gospel says. The gospel says repent and Jesus will give you the strength to overcome these desires. And I think also when it comes to this, there's some people who will be like, okay, she said he'll give you the strength to overcome these desires. Well, I don't think that if I became Christian, my desires will go away. And honestly, they very much so might not. I mean, I, of course, want to get into my story at the end of this, but they very much so might not. But the key is in the fact that the Holy Spirit that you receive from Jesus Christ gives you the power to overcome these things. It gives you the power to not fall into temptation because the sin isn't necessarily in the thought that runs across your mind. It's in the practicing of it. You're, as a Christian, becoming a temple of God there's verses in first Corinthians which talks about don't you understand that you're a temple of God like you cannot continuously practice sexual immorality because you are now God's like you were bought at a price live your life as so I've even heard people too give this analogy of like if you're this prince or this princess in this family like there's a certain standard now that you have to uphold it's no longer about you like that's the point Jesus says Take up your cross, deny yourself and follow me. So if yourself, your sinful nature, innately, you have these desires. But when you're following Jesus, you choose to deny these desires for a greater peace and a greater joy and a greater hope that is beyond this world. In the word, it says those who continuously practice this, like, you know, it's a sin, but you keep continuously doing it. You're not calling out to God for it. You're saying this is just who I am and accepting it as who you are. That's not biblically correct. That's not the gospel. The gospel is us accepting the sacrifice that Christ already gave for us and choosing to live a new life and allowing the Holy Spirit and God's power working in us to absolutely transform us and give us new desires and help us to know the will of God. And so there's another verse I also wanted to share. Do you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. This is Romans chapter six, verse 16. And this is not my part to place to switch you or anything like that i'm just telling you what the word says and you can honestly hopefully have a relationship with god or can begin that relationship with god and take that up with him but i have to be honest with you in the way that the world displays love they see love as like accepting everything about you and just batting your eyes to things that could be literally hurting or killing you because it makes you happy but that's not what god calls love in fact I'm starting to really realize love isn't really an emotion. It's a choice. It's a choice to be patient and kind and long suffering and all those things. And that's what I'm trying to be with you here because I love you too much to 
know where your lifestyle choices are taking you and not say anything about it, especially when, one, I've been in a similar place, and two, and I know that there's a far greater gift that has already been given to you, you just need to accept that will give you a much better peace and high than all these other things that you're trying to hold on to. I'm just going to read the passage again. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, spiritual death, like you will continue to stay spiritually dead and not experience the peace, the joy, the love that has already been bought for you and that it's already being offered to you. It's a matter of you accepting it and repenting and turning away from your old lifestyle and allowing God to renew your mind and transform you into a being that you never imagined. And I promise you will be so much greater than what you've ever experienced in your entire life. And then the rest of the verse says, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. The wisdom of this world is foolishness. The knowledge of this world is foolishness to God. I even have 1 Corinthians pulled up right here. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 19 says, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. As the scriptures say, he traps the wise in the snare of their own cleverness. So it's like, we think by the world standards, like, oh, we know what's going on. We got to figure it out. But God is real. And honestly, if you're a Christian and you believe that God is real and you want to follow him, then you realize that there's a creator for this entire universe. And if he created this entire universe, like everything you see, everything you love, everything that you think is so like, wow, that's amazing. Even the smartest person that you know of or think of, God created that person. So imagine how much smarter and divinely amazing that he is. If he knows and says that this is good, this is what's best for you, who are we as created beings from dust? Literally, the only thing that gives us life and enables us to walk and breathe and be a thing is because God breathed life into us. Then why not believe what he says is the truth? And why not allow that to transform your way of thinking? Why not find purpose in this world that has taught you to seem like you mean nothing? Even when we read through that verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 10, where it talks about like sexual sin, those who worship idols, that could even be like worshiping a celebrity or something like that. Committing adultery, that's sleeping outside their marriage or sleeping outside around at this point. And prostitutes, all those other things. But also, let's not forget, besides that, thieves, greedy people, drunkards, abusive people, people who cheat. It says all these people will not inherit the kingdom of God. And also talks about sexual sin as well. So it's not like you are some special case. There are so many other sinful people in this world. I think the thing that happens with homosexuality is since it's seen as such an identity thing and it's like put in your bio, it's very out there. I think that's why some people quote unquote attack it more, though they should not because it's like very blatant, but it's included in a verse of a whole bunch of other things that still are sins against God. And again, it's not about you overcoming this by your own power. It's about submitting and surrendering yourself to God and allowing him to have his way in your life. And he will absolutely turn and change your life in a way where you may not even desire it anymore because I've seen that happen for some people. But for others, it may be a matter of you finding this peace and this deep fulfillment in your soul that's so much greater than what you were experiencing prior to knowing God. There's verses in Isaiah about it. It's like sin literally separates us from God. It, it makes him, in a sense, almost turn his face to us. And so the reality is that if you want to have a real relationship with God, you have to be willing to let, let go of all of that. But first, just be willing to accept Jesus. And he's the one who does the work in you. And you'll just see it happening if you're willing to surrender and allow God to do so. 
Okay, now we're going to get into how I relate to all this. It's a compilation of a lot of different stories, actually. But I will try and summarize and help you just understand it in context in the best way that I can, per se. And so first, I wanted to say that if you watch my YouTube channel, the videos aren't really up anymore. But I used to talk about how when I was younger, I used to watch porn and was kind of addicted to it, literally. And I remember that back then when I did watch porn, that's kind of when me dealing with sexuality and trying to figure that out in the sense I say that with quotations um became like an issue per se for me or became something that I wondered about because I noticed back then I didn't of course because I was super young find the normal like heterosexual type of sex enticing which makes sense because you're a little kid and you're not supposed to find that stuff enticing i could go more into detail with that but i'm gonna try and keep this nice and pg as much as i can after this whole entire conversation but i noticed that that's for sure without a doubt what i think sparked it for me because i realized like i don't think i'm attracted to this i also say this to say that i don't doubt that that is what's happening among a lot of youth today because i don't know i just remember that that time period i was very confused because i was like i don't know am i supposed to like this kind of stuff it doesn't entice me um i don't know what's going on it's so weird because like you're so young and you don't even at that point even know what certain body parts are it's just like again you innately are a slave to sin so you're a slave to what your flesh desires and your flesh continuously leads you back to this thing so you keep doing it even though you know that it kind of feels wrong and you know that it makes you feel horrible afterwards one thing that i think was really where i actually started to question like the ideal of sexuality was when i was in the seventh grade and I used to make vine edits and all this other stuff for like One Direction, Ed Sheeran, all that type of stuff. And there was this one specific super big account. They had like over 500K vine followers, whatever they were called back then. And they had posted like, oh, like give me your iMessage, like we can message. And me back then, like clout chasing big time, I was like, oh, like here's my iMessage. Like, yeah, let's message, whatever. And so then eventually somehow we started FaceTiming and um, the person that ran the account was like, she was definitely way older than me like I was in seventh grade so I'm like what what age are you in seventh grade like maybe 13 or 12 something like that I don't remember and she was definitely way older at least probably 16 maybe 18 somewhere in there these things I don't think about a lot but um she definitely like she identified as lesbian and she would ask me if I was and she was like oh you'll figure it out oh you definitely are just very like pushing me in that direction per se which of course like did not help yeah and so she very much like in a sense was like oh like you need to choose like you'll figure it out I definitely think that you are and I think that's another thing that actually made it become an actual question because she was kind of just like oh like have you ever thought about it and I, I would explain to her like my past experiences with like things in that realm and she'd be like oh yeah like you'll figure it out you're almost there and um Again, I say these things, one, to like show the relatability, but two, because I don't doubt that similar things are happening in this world where someone just has a thought cross their mind and people are like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly who you are. Come on now. Like, that's you. And it's like, they're just like, ah, I don't know. I'm still kind of figuring it out. And like the world and people just like push it upon you. Then I'd say the only like actual experience where I had to like choose in high school was sophomore year. And there I was walking in the hallway one day. And this girl had come up to me and she was like, oh, like you're one of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen. Da, 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 da. And I was like, 
oh, like I was really taken aback because she was like one of those girls that like dressed like a boy. I know there's like specific terms for that, but I don't know which ones are offensive. So I just won't say anything at all. But yeah, and I was like kind of taken aback because one, like, she was known for, like, being an attractive girl that, like, quote-unquote was kind of, like, the one who usually turned girls gay and things like that. And I remember texting my friends about it, like, oh, like, what the heck? And then I think she had seen me later that day, and then she asked my phone number. And I gave her my phone number, but at the same time, I was like, hmm, like, <laughs> what's going on here? So then we began, like, talking on Snapchat and stuff like that. And I tried to play Oblivious for some time. Of course, it didn't work. We hung out, like, two times, I think and there's like all this tension and stuff and i was really confused because i was like this has never like actually happened before like what's going on but at the same time i was like i really don't actually want to be gay because i knew that for one that's just like at that point not what i wanted for my life i think another thing that's different though with me than other high school teens even when it came to other things throughout high school i never was a very like in the moment type person like i was always thinking like would i actually marry this person if not like this is going nowhere else because i'm not wasting my time her friends would start noticing me at school because apparently she would talk about me a lot and all that stuff but i remember back then i was kind of christian I don't know how to describe my spiritual place at the time, but I was raised Catholic. I prayed frequently and read the Bible, but it was more out of duty and fear of God, but like actual fear that he would like send me to hell or that Jesus would come back and I didn't want to get stamped by the Antichrist or something like that. Even when I look back at like all the times I've read the Bible, like the Bible didn't really start lighting up to me until I actually became Christian. And I think that's what's helped me to know that there is a difference between being Christian and Catholic or just being Christian and claiming that you're Christian by title, but not living it out type things and not truly surrendering your life to God, because I feel like that's really where it begins. Yeah. And so I do remember, though, at that time period, I think after one time we had hung out or something, I really like started praying about it because I was like, I don't know. I feel like these feelings are pretty strong, but I do not want to engage in this. I don't want to start practicing homosexuality. I don't want this for my life, because I think a lot of the times, when, especially when it comes to sexual sin and like temptation and stuff like that, people act like things just happen. But I think there is definitely a lot of the time some area where you could have kept your distance. I think a lot of the times it really is an action like you were way too close to them or you were like playing with their neck or something like that. And then, boom, that's when things like that happen. But if you're really, really dedicated to staying away from that, then hopefully you'll know the triggers and you'll stay clear from those as well. And so in that instance, I was very like standoffish, kind of hard in this day and age to talk about topics like this, but it's very important to me. So I continue. Anyways, um, I kept praying about it. And then eventually one day, I think it was a certain break or something. And she just like stopped texting me. She just dropped off the corner of the earth, like did not hear from her. It really didn't make a lot of sense. We just basically stopped talking. In my natural eyes, it did not make sense to me. The whole thing just like dropped off. And I genuinely believe that that was prayer because it doesn't really make sense. And from my life continuing now as a believer and having experiences with other people just like where I know they're not good for me, you know, being smart out here. I've seen a similar pattern of where like they just drop off the corner of the earth and I don't complain. I don't even reach back out. Sometimes I'm like, hmm, where'd they go? But I'm just like, I'm gonna take that as an answered prayer and we keep it moving. Um, but anyways, yeah, I kind of sped through that, but I don't think the details are that important. Just the fact that that is something that I did have to face back then. And so I'm not sitting on a soapbox and talking about this topic, but I've seen in that specific instance for me personally, prayer helped and prayer does work. I've seen prayer work in so many other areas and so many different ways. And even recently, and God is real. Um, but I'd say like, let's start with prayer, but 
if you're not Christian, before starting with prayer, if you're going to start with any prayer, it is surrendering your life to Jesus Christ because that is where the fulfilling part comes in. And even when that whole situation I just told you about happened, like I wasn't even Christian yet. Everyone kind of knew me as a goody-goody, but I didn't really have a relationship with God. And there definitely is a difference than calling yourself a Christian or a Catholic or whatever label you want to put on yourself and actually living it out because Christian should mean Christ follower, which means you're following someone doing as they do, living as they live, and that person is Christ. And so, did that make sense to you guys? I sure hope so. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It was very extensive. I really hope this is helpful. If you are someone who's, like, practicing homosexuality or a Christian and still, like, just don't understand how being Christian and allowing your flesh to rule your life, just they don't coincide, then feel free to reach out. Even if this podcast helped you in some way understand things better, or if you appreciated me being real with you guys and telling you guys like of my own experiences in this podcast, then feel free to reach out. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I honestly pray that this affects and infects people well. And I'm really thankful to be able to talk about this topic finally, because it's something I've been praying about and I've finally gotten the go today. So I was like, woo! let's go okay i love you guys thank you for listening